Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. This is, this is as, as critics are calling, No Win November. Um, and for, to, for in such joyous times, I'd like to welcome an old friend to the show, an old friend who claims they've never been on the show before, and I, I, I'm not so sure I agree with that. But it is... Can I, I'll introduce you as Hometown Glories, Rosa. How are you doing, Rosa? How's it going? I'm all good. I'm all good. That No Win November was upsettingly pithy. Yeah. But I mean, well, how are you feel? How are you feeling? Let's let's start with that. How are you feeling? I feel. Do you know what I watched? Have you seen someone's put together a little a video of like our chances in the first twenty minutes yesterday? Mm. And it's made me feel simultaneously really good and absolutely terrible. <laughs> I was going to watch it on a loop, like tearing my hair out. It's I don't know how we weren't. I, like, I know they had chances as well, but I don't know how we weren't like 4-0 up after that. It's kind of unbearable, isn't it? It's that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the Champions League final. It's what Ajax did to us. You know, It's like we had this amazing moment and then it, it didn't lead to anything. And it's great, but also it's really, really painful as well. Um, and this isn't and quite on that, that is level. Tottenham, but, yeah, but... It, it is. But can't, can't, can't we just not be that for once? As no, like, we're not allowed. Do, you know, like... Um, an interesting quote, I've got a big quote from Kulosevsky here actually on yesterday. He says, I'm just angry. We cannot lose a game like that. So very angry, very disappointed. We've played unbelievably. The problem is we've lost three in a row and that's a big problem. But the way we've played, especially for the first 30 minutes, we have to be able to play like that for 90 minutes. We cannot keep losing games. Um, we have to improve mentally, football-wise, unbelievable. Coach is doing a really good job. This is, you know, a bit of an abridged version. Um, we just have to stay on track, believe in ourselves, and keep playing like this. And I think, like, did, throughout all the disappointment of yesterday, and it is annoying. It's annoying to lose to Aston Villa. It's annoying to have their official account tweet out three-point lane because their admin's probably an Arsenal fan. Two two seasons in a row, is that all it takes now? Yeah, well, apparently so. Okay. Um, even though they haven't, I think there's something like they haven't beaten us at Villa Park for about six years or something. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, we'll see how that goes. What we do have to bear in mind is, right, we're in this weird little state of flux right now, right? Where we're really, and this is how I feel anyway, we're really annoyed, we're really frustrated. However, for once, we're not actually that annoyed at Tottenham. It's more just the situation of basically all of our best players being unavailable to us that is making us not very good right yeah it's a really weird experience isn't it when you say we're not annoyed of any of our players we don't hate our club so there's just this like vague feeling of frustration and none of us kind of know what to do with it like normally we'd go on twitter and fight with each other 
Yeah. Or we'd like flounce out of various WhatsApp groups. <laughs> I feel um, a bit seen there. Yeah, no shade, no shade. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now I don't know. I don't know where to like put this feeling. I don't know where to channel it. Like listening to those words from Kulu, I feel so invigorated. And like, that's exactly what I want to hear. He sounds like, I love everything that he's been saying over the last couple of months. Like to me, that's like, he sounds like captain material. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like he gets it. He understands. But at the same time, can't we just, can we, can we win? <laughs> couldn't you, couldn't, Decky, like it's all well and good you saying all this stuff, mate, but couldn't you just slot that chance in instead of hitting the post? Couldn't you just Honestly, done that, Honestly, like, I on. think, I think his was the worst because he made such a good angle for himself. He did all the hard work. You he know? powers through in that amazing Kulu way that he can. And you're like, this is incredible. And then he still has time to like shift the ball onto his left foot. So you're like, okay, great. You've set yourself up perfectly. But, and then, like, I think like, we were watching that. And I think Ollie actually celebrated because he was <laughs> like, there's no way that that didn't go in. It, it, it seems absolutely unfathomable. But I mean, I'm not even... Yet so very fathomable. Yeah. But you know, even when Lo Celso's goal, I mean, this is bleeding into the VAR conversation. When Lo Celso's goal went in, I didn't celebrate because I was just like, oh, I hit somebody's hand or something, or someone's yeah. tugged a shirt in the in the in the box. Someone will have been offside somewhere in the build-up. Yeah, I don't know how, but they'll have found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is. I mean, we can vent our frustration at VAR, but I feel like everyone's done that a lot. So I've I've got an alternative suggestion because you're mm -hmm. talking about that kind of impotent rage that we feel as a fan base right now i tell you where you can vent that you can vent that at matty cash and i i put to you the question if 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 it was a possibility we've got the return fixture against aston villa at villa park in i think early march sometime would you rather see us contest that fixture or Shri often aston villa the chance for a trial by combat with uh matty cash taking on christian romero yes Yes, that, that's, the only <laughs> that's what option, I want. Right? But also, I think that I think that's what Christian Romero wants. Like we've all seen that picture of him giving Cash like the death glare. <laughs> like we're ready for it. To be honest, I think both of those things are going to happen in the same game. Like Romero will probably be sent off for like the rest of his career at Tottenham. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I look, just I can take it in this one, right? I can yeah. take it in this one because. I don't know if you've seen, obviously, loads of Arsenal fans have dug out old tweets of Matty Cash's and they've seen that he... There's a, there's a suggestion that he was an Arsenal fan when he was a bit younger, right? And that sheds a bit of light on why he likes injuring all of our players. Are we being a bit pearl-clutchy? or I mean, it was it was a it was a horrible challenge on, on Ben Sankur, wasn't it? It was terrible. I mean, look... Like, I'm happy with being pearl clutchy. I'm happy with being completely biased. Like, if Romero's tackle at, at, during the Chelsea game on Fernandez, right? Um, if that's the red, then this is the red. Mm. I know asking for consistency is just is, is too much. It's a bridge too far. It's like the impossible dream in football. But that's how it is, right? It should be, shouldn't it? But it... it... <sighs> It does feel like, a bit like, ever since we uh, got that decision against Liverpool, that, I don't know, I'm putting my tinfoil out on here, Rosa, but it feels <laughs> like we're just not getting anything at all. Isn't it, you know, VAR, the camera switched off when Brian Hill's 
assaulted in the box early on in the game. Honest to God, let like where is our where is our club statement? Well, you know where is it? Where is it? Let's let's put some pressure on. <laughs> it's, it, it's worked for everyone else, hasn't it? You know. I, I genuinely, I, could, I actually couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that VAR was broken in that moment. That's insane. But again, like you say to me, surely you can believe it, Rosa. Like, true, true, true. You know, like what, 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 what to this point has led you to believe that things go in our favour as Tottenham fans? And that, this does sound all a bit poor me, poor me, doesn't it? But it is, it is quite farcical, right? It's absurd. I do think. Whenever we get like one, it, the thing is with Tottenham, I think, is whenever we get like one bit of luck, we have to have like 20, 30, 40, 50 bits of terrible luck to kind of balance it out. I don't know what football gods we like offended at the very beginning of this <laughs> game. And you, but they've obviously held a grudge for a very, very long time. And in a way, I respect that. But I'm also like, can you please move on? We're already dead. Yeah. I mean, just. <sighs> Like it's done. You win. Like there's no. I mean, I don't. Do you know what? I'm actually. I'm going to stop talking because you know they're sitting up there just thinking, "Silly girl, silly girl." <laughs> <laughs> they would be that patronising, right? And when they were they saying absolutely it, would, yeah, the yeah. footballing gods, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you played the game? No. No. <laughs> Have you ever? <laughs> who's uh, who's making his sandwiches while you're on podcast today, Rosa? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, I don't hold those views. I just want to let everybody at home know uh, that that, of course, isn't representative of my views on women in football or talking about football or anything to do with uh, women and football whatsoever. Love women, love football. That's it. it. Respecter of women online, me. (laughs) I am. Um, Look, it is just, it's such a weird place though, right? Being Spurs right now, because we know we've got, I just I was looking yesterday at the early stages of that game, watching Bentenko kind of sp- spraying passes as people say. I actually find that expression quite repulsive. Really, I sort of think a cat spraying, you know, spraying. I don't know. Spraying it's a little passes. bit gross, but I also don't think it accurately represents the magic of Rodrigo Bentenko. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't think he kind of sprays passes. I think it's weaving. It's, it's threading. weaving. It's elegant. It's strength, it's grace, it's beauty, you know? It's not, like, none of those things can be represented by a word as kind of simple as spraying, I don't think. And, and, and just thinking about Rodrigo Bentenko doing all of those lovely superlatives alongside uh, fully firing Eve Basuma once again with a fully fit and firing James Madison ahead of them. I mean, just, why can't we be in a world where that happens? Because, you know, we're talking about, you know, why weren't the gods just, just give it our way how we were all talking about at the start of the season look yeah it will be tough but we don't have Europe we've got this amazing team that's playing really nice football that's getting results maybe if we just don't get any big injuries we'll be able to just carry this on and you know and of course at that point I was thinking about this last night like I was thinking about the, the that sliding doors moment of Son's second goal against Chelsea being ruled mm. offside and everything just falling to pieces from that point, <laughs> you know, like so massively. And it's just, it's unbearable, isn't it? It's unbearable to think that we win that game against Chelsea. We're five points clear at the top of the league. And now we're, you know, just in free fall. All our best players gone. Just, you know. But you know what? That is the Tottenham way. And I'm not, I don't even mean this in like a, you know, a 
Mersey or Dr. Tottenham or whatever, any of those terms that I'm like, we need to retire them right now. There's something so magnificent, I think, about the way that we, we don't like shoot ourselves in the foot. We like torpedo ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're not just going to lose this game. We're going to get two of our players sent off and then one of our other players is going to... Do you know what I mean? Like everything's just going to kind of collapse into the abyss. And that's how we do it. We're not just going to stub our toe. We're going to stub our toe and then fall down the stairs kind of thing, right? It's, yeah. yeah, fall down the stairs, fall out the door, get driven over by a car, all of it. Like, it doesn't... We never stop. No, and uh, I know it all adds to the kind of mythos and we can all have our gallows humour about it, but like I keep saying, I, I just want to have a tantrum about it, Rosa. I just yeah. want to be like... it's why, really not fair. Why won't it just work for us sometimes? Like yesterday, them, or no, was it Saturday? That lot. Right, you know, it, yeah. it, Aaron Ramsdale gets away with a with a howler. They get their goal ruled out, and then of course, of course, they score in what the at the death, don't they, to win away at Brentford? Of course, of course, that just happens to them. I mean, they did they did bottle the league spectacularly last. They last did, season. and we'll always have that. Do you know what I mean? There's we that last season could have been one of the worst of all time, and we were spared that. So I think it's more mercies, and I think. Look, do you know what? Like looking back on yesterday, what is the most the most frustrating thing to me is before we got before everybody was injured and suspended and all of that, we looked at those games, Villa and Wolves, feeling quite nervous about them, mm. thinking they'd be actually quite a big test. But based on yesterday's evidence, if we'd had our first eleven, I, we would have killed them. Yeah, I think we so. would have won both of those games. And they like, are they are good. I don't but... I don't doubt it anymore. Yeah, because. So I don't know if that's frustrating. It's again, we're back at that sort of weird, I don't know what to do with this feeling of mm. being like pleased, but also, you know, when you lose, there's what can you do? It's miserable. It's really miserable. Even to lose to a team like Villa, who are sort of today saying, we took your conference league spot. <laughs> Is that like, a thing? Okay, apparently. I mean, come on, have, have, a, have, like, a, have a bit of shame, lads. You've, you, you've won a European Cup, you know, come on. Like, I know exactly. Have some, have some pride, please. Have some self-respect. Is this really what you're doing now? Like beefing over the Conference League? Come on, lads. You talk. You always trying to belittle us. You talk about this grand history you have, which they do have. You know, but which they do. Which is why that's the thing. It's not even. They're not even a team. I'm like mad about losing to ever. Do you know what I mean? I'm I mean, not I'm mad for. I'm mad for losing, but I'm not like, oh no, it's Villa. The point I always like make out the back of this though, and I always bang on about on Twitter is that. You know, we have. It should be. It should be credit to Tottenham, really, that we have pulled away in the past. Think about Villa. How many times they've gone down? Newcastle have, you know, yo-yoed up and down constantly. Everton just are a shambles, really. This is the kind of group of teams that we were bracketed with early on in the Premier League, and we've completely pulled away from that lot. And Villa are maybe catching up with us a bit now, but they've got. I would say they're going to have to do it for a decade yet before I start to say they've caught up with Spurs because. We've we've done a really good job to get to where we are, and I know we don't get it across the line, and arguably we should have done probably at some point within the last, you know, let's say probably decade, ten years, right, give or take. Um, at least once you'd have thought, but um, just yeah. an FA Cup or something, you <laughs> know? anything. Right, come on, but all right, well, let's because you know we are saying like you look to get angry at things. I'm starting to see the kind of the the purple and gold thing. You know, it, it took a few took a few losses on the bounce for it to start kind of the the coal to start getting shoveled into the engine again. Um, 
how much culpability do you think like if we are being kind of just rational and not kind of wobble-headed about it how much culpability do you think Enoch the ownership do have here I'd say in particular the kind of centre-back and lesser so but still the striking kind of positions in particular on the team because it, it does feel like we all kind of said going into this season it's going to be exciting I'm looking forward to it we're pretty light and then the first few games of the season have allowed us to be like, yay, oh well, who cares? Let's not forget let's forget about that. Kick the can down the road. Now that it's caught up with us again. I don't think anybody was going into this season saying we're fully stacked and we're really happy with the summer business, right? I think we all kind of still felt that we needed a few more defensive options, at least one more defensive option. Yeah. Um it has caught up with us, right? I mean, it has. I think the the thing about Tottenham, right, is because of where we are in in the league and sort of global like where we're sort of positioned globally we're not massive but we're kind of big enough we make a lot of money but we don't we only have like a certain amount to spend however much of that is like i don't know why we only have a certain amount to spend i'm not going to go into the finances here because i just no thank you that's for other nerds to do not me but we we know that there's a certain amount of money to spend right so it means that what we have to do is we have to get it right we really like we don't have the wiggle room that other clubs have, right? And so I understand why they don't necessarily want to spend straight away, but it means you are counting on getting lucky as well. We can't, and we so if we don't get like we have to get lucky, or at least not get unlucky. So if we get unlucky, it hits us a lot harder than other clubs, basically. Mm. And I think that's just the reality. I, like, do I wish? that they'd said we might be all right but the likelihood is that we won't be <laughs> we should spend some money yet yeah, like I, I don't understand why they didn't it seems like terrible business to me it seems but then I look at a club like Everton who literally projected themselves to finish six under Rafa Benitez and so they nearly <laughs> got relegated so we're obviously not the only ones who are like making terrible business decisions based on fantasy I like I like that your bar is set up. At least we're doing it better than Everton. <laughs> <laughs> that Everton is where I who remain. have just been. Yeah. I mean, they are Northern Spurs, points. though. I mean, they, they are Northern Spurs, and I honestly, you you know, when you were talking about us and Villa earlier, I do think it is really important to remember that because I look at Everton and I think you know there, but for the grace of Daniel Levy, to be honest. I mean, we probably I think. Like we we both remember the fact that Spurs were flirting with relegation a lot under Sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the late late stage Alan Sugar. Like we were, we got away with it by the skin of our teeth quite a few times. Um, yeah, when people like you know the like the Ange um, the Angels Ange song, and people are like, "Why is Christian Gross catching strays?" I'm like, "You know why? You know why?" <laughs> Didn't like him riding the tube, did you? Thinking he was a man of the people. <laughs> right? That was literally the only good thing he ever did. It's all a bit performative, though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, all right, stick to the football, mate. Right, we don't Just need some actual actual management would have been good. But he was supposed to be like our Arsene Wenger as well. This is, you know, we're talking about things that's not working out for us. This guy lauded as this like kind of footballing professor, this genius, before he comes to bloody Tottenham and he can't even get a functioning defence. You know, just dark times, dark times. I mean, this times. is it. This is why I'm not. You know, I don't I don't want to sort of say to everyone, oh, you should be grateful for what we've got because 
no and football doesn't work like that but we know how bad it it has got and I do think there's something about Tottenham is that even in our kind of darkest times there's always something kind of amazing around the corner like we lost Harry Kane this summer Mm. and you know he who shall not be named went to another club and this could have been how I still how could he do it I know I'm slightly over it but largely because of things like them losing 4-1 to Newcastle which was fucking hilarious I sort of think oh well no you're right am I over it yes I'm I'm still half over it half like how could you do this to us I thought I was until we played them do you know what I mean I think that's when it was something like oh this is rank this is horrible you know I felt but the thing is when we played them I actually felt more than ever like I'm over it Really? Because, yeah, because of that moment of, like, pure love for Ange. Mm. But that's what I mean. Like, it was dark this summer. It could have been so dark. And then look what happened. And I know it's, like, dark again now. But I always feel like the way we've been the last, what, 10 years, when bad things have happened, something really beautiful has just been around the corner. You know, Bale left. And then, like, a season later, we had Kane. Yeah. Who's, I mean, who's, can that be? Donnelly? Someone like that? I don't know. Maybe. Not. I mean, does it, it doesn't have to be like the exact replacement. It I has guess. to be the exact replacement, Rosa. <laughs> it has to be. Okay, we need someone to score goals. But I mean, we look, do need someone to score goals because I don't really know what was going on with Sonny yesterday. Wow, that was know. like a very Jermaine Defoe kind of a day. It was weird because Sonny is. I mean, that's as I was sort of waffling on about in the post-match thing. I've always felt like that's one of Sonny's main strengths is timing his run, getting behind the opposition defence. We've seen him do that so many times throughout his career. Just absolutely time his run and then bang, he's one-on-one with a keeper. Um, Do you think he's a bit of out of sorts without matters? Maybe. Maybe, you know, he got that injury, didn't he, on international duty? Who knows how much... And then since then, we've also made him play like 90 minutes every time, which he hasn't had to do. I don't know. I don't know. But with, with Enoch... Because we we do rightfully say that they they have brought us back from the brink. They've done a lot to get Spurs to where they are. But do you, in these kind of moments, I think does it raise that question again whether or not this kind of level it's just kind of passing them by a bit? You know what I mean by that, Rosa, is that like we clearly as a club, right? We we don't build a stadium like we have done. If we don't have aspirations on, I mean, you'd like to think anyway, aspirations on trying to win the Premier League, trying to win the Champions League, trying to be a huge football club, right? I don't, I, I, I flirt with the idea in my more angry moments, but I don't buy really, really buy the idea that Enoch could just happy if we become a big business. I do, I really do think Daniel Levy does want to win stuff with Spurs, right? I really do yeah. think he does. I just wonder if, like, <laughs> if he is ever going to wake up to the fact that, look, mate, at this level, it doesn't really matter if you bought Ndombele for £65 million two years ago and it didn't work out. You just have to keep going. You have to keep flinging shit at a wall, right? And it just feels like he's, I don't know. Don't you think we're moving towards that, though? It feels... Because it feels like nobody was in charge of scouting mm. or anything like that for ages and we didn't really realize and now they've like he just seems to have brought he seems to have brought in more people you know this is the kind of stuff i, I don't know about like scouting networks or whatever but 
largely because I just I don't have time for that. And there are other people out there who are happy to kind of put together like YouTube compilations of some it's, it's random Belgian now, winger. Right? That's right, right, like it's... you know I I like I cherish them for that. Like thank you, you do it so we don't have like not that would bother anyway but well done for you we've, I would, we've all, I would we've love, all got I would love to see you doing a side Imagine. side project doing like these kind of wavy <laughs> wavy twitter comps you know what I mean like, <laughs> Yeah, I you could totally imagine it, couldn't you? Yeah. Give it a go. Totally, yeah. totally my vibe. But it seemed like we didn't even have like a, some random kid in doing it for free. Do you know what I mean? Like there was just nobody. And that, which is obviously a huge dereliction of duty. And I think there have been some serious problems in that department. But it feels like that's all getting sorted, right? So I think I'd rather late than never, I guess. I, I, my only my, see my only this is this is where it comes down to my worry is right it's still it's it's, it's very nice right we're creating this kind of i'm not going to say an illusion <laughs> of positivity <laughs> but like we, we we had similar before remember paul mitchell his black yeah. box all this type of stuff we've had but that was good right and then he left yeah. and then we didn't replace him or... but, but didn't he leave under a bit of a cloud because he said that the club don't have realistic expectations of how things work like I think maybe. maybe similar with Damien Camoli. Like, I think well, but he left to go to Liverpool, and I sort of think if yeah. you get an offer from Liverpool, Fine. who are literally one of the biggest clubs in world football. Oh, oh, love I, Liverpool. I hate... yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, those like poor underdogs of Liverpool, who the are so six times Champions treated. League winners. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's such a fairy tale, isn't it? It really is. But I mean, so my, I don't... look, is, if it comes down to it, right, if, if this new scouting team says we need, a, like, Anthony Gordon, right, they say Anthony Gordon's there, Newcastle won £80 million for him, manager really wants him, he thinks that's the cherry on top of the, you know, of the pudding, if you like. Like Arsenal have done with Declan Rice, they've just thought, ultimately, fuck it, 100 mil, there you go. Spurs aren't going to do that, though, are they? Like, no, they just won't, and that that still is the little bit where I think, at this at this kind of level, if we really, really, really want to punch through at this level, it's just kind of what you have to do, isn't it? I don't know, I don't know. I'll Not, be honest, why are we back I don't here again, but I don't know, I don't know. I just think maybe there's another way. Of, I don't look. It's not my money because I don't give Tottenham my money anymore, but. I would obviously I'd like them to go out and spend that kind of money, but I just think they're not going to, and I guess they have their reasons and I kind of can't be bothered to think about it anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, we've done really, it seems like we've done really well with all of the players that we've bought of late. Yep. So that's got, I think that's just got to be enough. I think I'm in this sort of bubble with Tottenham right now where like, Everything that's outside, all the clubs that are run in kind of ostensibly sort of better ways or the clubs that spend more money are kind of largely terrible. (laughs) And we're really not. Yeah. You know, we're pretty bad in the way that, you know, any sort of like multi-million pound enterprise is not going to be that nice, I guess, run by, you know, billionaire and all that. Um, And owned by somebody who made all of his money when everybody else lost theirs. Like, none of that is good. But... There are like levels of bad above that, right? Of course. I don't. That for me, I just don't want to go there. So if that means kind of accepting us sort of 
bobbing around where we are. And maybe a miracle will happen. I mean, it won't, but you never know. It's finding that balance, isn't it? Where Because it's very easy to be like, oh, all billionaires are bad though, aren't they? You're like, yeah, but those billionaires are like chopping heads off and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're, like, there are degrees of badness, I think. If you can't, if you can't distinguish, then what's the point, really? Like we just, I don't. I wouldn't want us to turn into Newcastle. I feel like I would rather us do whatever weird shit we're doing than that. But I just feel like it. It would be really boring. I'm going to speak to David Mooney, Man City fan, this week. He's 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 a good lad, and I do just kind of feel like, how do you, you know, how do you get excited about that anymore? Really, you know. I mean, I guess it's pretty nice, probably. <laughs> do you think? Uh, would you like? Do you know what I mean? Just pretty much knowing you're going to win the league every year, maybe barring one one freak season where a Liverpool or an Arsenal yeah. plays like obscenely well for a bit. I suppose they will they will have Newcastle breathing down their neck soon enough. Um, so that'll be a bit of bit of competition for them, right? Yeah, I guess. So. I mean, not with Eddie Howe, I don't think. No, no. I don't think he's the man to take them forward. I'm a- one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Macy's lasted this long, to be honest. They've been in my think, enough, I think. Yeah, I think they're just waiting for it, aren't they? It sounds really brutal, but I think they are just waiting for the chance. It was like, like Mark Hughes at City, though, wasn't it? Sort of yeah, you enough. have to do it, and then eventually, yeah. I think... I do know. I just can't imagine it. I guess for me, I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine being in a position where we've like won everything multiple times. I know. I don't know what that would feel like. I can't imagine getting bored. But I also don't want to make that deal with the devil. I just, I, so it's fine. I just feel like, like they can strip, have it. Strip the joy. Like I want to see it. Obviously, that that time I I, I was so just painfully painfully visualizing us winning that champions league and just thinking oh my god there's every chance in the next few days i'm going to be standing on the tottenham high road seeing a bus come past with harry kane deli alley christian oh erickson god, all of them holding don't. the champions league trophy in a sea of white sh- like do you know what i mean 
it's like, good that we're over this, isn't it? Yeah, of course, of course. We're really. I happy. always, I always get pelters <laughs> from people on Twitter being like, "Love the pod, but please stop talking about the Champions League." Like, never, please, never. We'll be bitter about it till the day we die. I'm, and if you, if you don't understand that feeling, then you don't understand anything. Uh, you have to. Like, it's, it's just the, the single. It, but let me put, let me put on, this to you, right? Heart, part of this feeling, right? Before the Champions League final. As it was like anticipating ecstasy, right? Mm. But it was also anticipating this feeling of, if we win this, like I'm done. Yeah, I don't have to do this anymore ever again. It would. It wasn't about well, what else could we win, or is this going to be the beginning of something amazing for us? It was just like, oh, if if this happens, then we're done forever. <laughs> Our manager Pochettino was literally like, yeah, if we win, I'm probably just going to quit. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, even he was like completely on board with that, you know. Yeah, because we all knew that's all. That's all we've ever wanted. Just like one big, like finally we did it, and now we're done. Just being like, hearing Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that ringing around the Emirates. Imagine, yes. you know. I don't even think I'd have been there for that. I'd just been like, peace out, football, farewell. <laughs> I've done my time. You say that, but maybe this I is. I do say that. This is it. Maybe this is how it gets you. It pulls you back in somehow or another. Because they would have, it's true. There's always a record to break, right? Man City now are probably thinking, well, actually, let's catch up with United now. Let's surpass United. Yeah. You know, so there's always something in there. There's always got to be something. They've got to beat Liverpool's European trophies. They've got, to, I don't know, all that type of stuff. Beat Madrid. Good luck, lads. Yeah, it's not, I mean, that's not <laughs> happening, is it? Um, it's not. One thing, because before we start talking about Manchester City too much... Um, Giovanni Lo Celso is somebody that has opened up a discussion after his performance yesterday. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This is why you've got me on, isn't where, it? <laughs> <laughs> See, where I think he was good, I'm seeing a lot of... Uh, look, the, the, the way I qualified this on the, on the post-match pod was you can clearly feel the game when Bantenko was playing for Tottenham and when Bentancur wasn't playing for Tottenham, such mm-hmm. as his quality, such was his impact upon the match. Giovanni Lo Celso was all right. He was there. He did some stuff. But like, after the game, all I'm seeing is Lo Celso, standout man today, exceptional, superb, brilliant. Decky was miles better for a start, I thought. You know, I think he's kind of almost becoming a bit of a forgotten man for us in many respects. Um, and just... It's, look, my point is, is the bar set that low for Lo Celso that it leads yes. to people? Is that what it is? or is, I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm wondering if it's my bias or if the bar is just set too low for him. Maybe a bit I above. mean, this is obviously, this like divide, this is a real, it's not like a culture war particularly because we've had enough of those. Um, but there is definitely like a split. Like there's a split in the Hometown Glory pod about Lo Celso and that is, I assume, reflected in the wider Spurs verse but so I think loads of people want him to be good and that's absolutely fine because we really really need him to be good we're not going to see James Madison again until January so if people want to big up his performance I'm actually okay with that because I think we just we need it we really need it we've we've lacked Mm. anybody to kind of link you know defense and attack basically since Madison got injured so I think I don't think anyone would argue that he is anywhere near Benton Court's level. I would hope. 
Well, yeah, I mean... Because we know Bentoncourt is, is just an exceptional player. We were so lucky to get him. I don't really understand why he's why Juve just binned him off, but whatever, they're fools. And For, like, peanuts as well, right? I know, but that, you know, well, that was obviously... Not like a fully. I'm looking forward to our deal, right? Ten point deduction for that one, right? (laughs) This is it. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Can we just win something before we start getting it? Because look, we've signed Romero, Kulisevsky. Who else has he signed? Plenty of other players, hasn't he? Like Bentenko, we're talking about already. Signed a doggy for about fifty p as well, who's absolutely unbelievable. We're definitely we've got something bad coming for us, don't we? Really, if we've just seen Everton get dog ten points, so. You know, can we just win? Some, can we make the use of these amazing players before we get the misery of having been, you know, getting relegated in three, four years' time? Right. I mean, you can put that request out there in the universe, but you know what's going to happen. <laughs> on Lascelles, he's. I mean, he's not. He 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 doesn't stay in the team, does he? When everyone's fit, there's nobody th- that you play him over. I don't think he's going to stay fit. I think this is this is. Like, it's really unfortunate for him. But I think this is a big part of the problem, is that he's never been able to put a run together because whenever he's had a chance, he's broken immediately. Mm. So I don't even I don't even know if that's going to be an issue, to be honest. And it's true that he's not going to... I don't think he will. Even if he manages to stay in the side, stay fit, until the rest of them come back, then I think he is probably dropped. But I, I feel like... I can't see a world when that where that even happens because I don't think he stays fit either. So I'm like, well, enjoy this moment while you have it, Lascelles fans, because I don't really think it's going to last. That sounded really downbeat. I don't want to be mean. I mean, I do. But Argentina got better without him. You know, he like he 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 got yeah, injured. Yeah, this was your argument. And then they brought right? in McAllister, and then they won a World yeah. Cup. You know. Right. Yeah. And McAllister was like pivotal to that. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get, you're not going to get any arguments. I'm like amazed I've finally got the chance to like speak about Lascelles with somebody else who dislikes him and I can't like fully lean into it because he's actually been all right. And also we really need him to be good. So, but are you thinking that like Kulu can just move into the number 10 role and then we, and we can have like Bentoncourt and Basuma, which sort of negates the need for Lascelles? I'd love to try that, but I, I just everybody just says it's obviously not happening, is it? So you know, maybe I just have to give it up because why not though? Well, I know I feel like he'd be able to do it, right? I feel like yeah. he'd be all right in that position. And isn't it one of these things? I swear I've heard somewhere or something or other that he used to play number ten. It's a bit of a Harry Kane thing that that's his preferred position. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think he, that's what he said. That's where he would rather play. I guess the issue now is that we're also down so many forwards that he kind of has to play out on the wing. I suppose so. Brian Hill was not great, I didn't think, annoyingly. but Not terrible. Not terrible, no. And I do, I do like him, but... Uh... I don't mind him, but as some, somebody was saying earlier that he's like, he's like the Lucas replacement. And if we're going to have a <laughs> Lucas replacement, like I'd rather that job goes to Solomon when he's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I think... We kind of have two. I know people were a bit down on Solomon, but I think we saw more from him than we've seen from Brian Hill so far, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, as you know, like I like I have to cherish like the rare Jewish player. So it's kind of irrelevant to me whether he's good or not. 
I like, yeah, I saw Adam Adam Nathan made that point, I think, on Twitter, just saying, like, I don't care if he's crap. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he just never will be for me. I'm going to be... He's very literally one of our own. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, Pierre Mahoybier, where do you stand on him? Well, I definitely don't stand in the same place as you because I <laughs> noticed yesterday you said he reminded you of the pandemic. He does. He does. He is. He is the pandemic. <laughs> and I feel like you meant that literally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just did. But do, do you know what I mean? Like when I think about that horrible kit we had then with the weird kind of diamond markings on it with the blue yeah, so sleeves and ooh. I mean, don't tell Charlie that, but. I don't even think Charlie can defend that one. You know what? He probably could. Yeah, probably yeah. Could. That, that is yeah. a real. That is a real hold my beer moment for Charlie. <laughs> you know. But uh, I'll, say, I'll, I'll 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 raise that with him later. I don't. The thing is with Hoybier is I've always really liked him, and I feel like he's always been one of the kind of grown ups, and he's always worked really hard through the kind of various terrible regimes that we've had, and he's done like a lot of the sort of miserable day work, like a civil but, servant. Maybe, you know, civil servants, what, like, what are you, Dominic Cummings? Civil servants are all right. <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. Like, they, they have to do all the kind of, they have to work really hard, do all the shit stuff throughout loads of terrible regimes. Yeah, And they just exactly. have to keep plugging away. So, you know. I'm... And now you come in like Dominic Cummings and you, and you want to get rid of him, right? Throw him You're under like, the we bus. We don't need yeah. you guys, yeah. <laughs> Small state. <laughs> Mate, do you ever, do you, just on a side note, do you follow him on Twitter at all? I don't because he's too insane. He is like, it genuinely is like uh, a kind of Elon Musk bro was like, had his hands on the levers of, of power in this country. Yeah. It's so mad to me when I've, I follow his stuff. I follow him just because it's, it's, it's so intriguing. Some of the stuff he waffles on about is, is, is maddening. Like it's, it's, it's so bizarre. He's, I uh, just, I can't decide if he's like, actually, if he's, if he's clever or not, if he's clever kind of, but insane, or he's just insane. I think I think he's probably got smarts, hasn't he? he? He strikes me as a bit of a common. I think he's probably quite upfront. I think he probably believes in his own bluster quite a bit, right? The fact he managed to get out. Of I that, guess you have to. The, yeah. The fucking breaking the lockdown rules thing with the where is it Northumberland Castle or whatever it was called. Oh my god! And then he had to give he had to give <laughs> that press conference, which he clearly didn't want to do because he came out like twenty minutes late in that creased shirt. It was so what a time. What a time. Oh my god, Hoybier really does remind you of the pandemic. We've really gone back right? to a very dark place. D- d- okay, all right. So it not it reminds one, it literally reminds me. Right, yeah, okay. Mm. I see, I see. Yeah. It doesn't and I just don't I don't feel that way about him. I think he's been really solid. I don't think he's the most like inspiring player. That's all right. They don't all have to be. I think the thing is with him is he he's really good to sort of come on and steady the ship. But he's not the guy you want when you're trying to win a game. And I guess ultimately that makes him not very angeable. So he, I don't, he, whatever happens, he, I, he doesn't have a future past the summer, does he? Didn't you see that free kick against Wolves, Rosa? Like, how, how is he getting away with it? The man gets paid probably about, what, 100 grand a week to do that. I, Listen, I've look. seen Serge Aurier take three <laughs> foul throws in the same game. So, like, nothing phases me anymore. We got done for a foul throw in this game, actually. We did. It was destiny, but he is still basically a child. So, Robert is I it Robert him. Robert Johnson? Is it the referee? What's he called? God, I don't know. Just, Something like just... that. 
Goon A, Goon B, who knows anymore, man. Referencing Adam Adam Nathan again, called him a a boiled ham head, um, which (laughs) I thought was quite amusing. But I mean, I thought it was a shocking performance from the ref actually yesterday. And I know we always say this stuff and we're always digging out referees, but in particular, I did find him particularly shocking. It's a bit mad, isn't it? It's the kind of thing where I'm a bit like, do we... Can we say all this stuff out loud? Because you end up just sounding like a Liverpool or an Arsenal fan, right? But I'm a bit like, could we get like a tiny bit of protection from referees? Because it feels like opposition teams are now like, we can we can just kick you and it's fine. It does seem bad. It seems because we missed out on that penalty with Brian Hill. But I also felt the the later challenge, one on Kulisevsky in the box, was definitely a penalty as well. Even I mean, went to VAR. I don't know, man. I just, I don't, nothing makes sense to me anymore. I just, I, my position on VAR is like, bin it. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't help, but we're obviously not going to bin it. So I'll just be like raging against that for the rest of the time, I guess. It has genuinely ruined football a bit though, right? It has. I think that's the thing. It's really miserable. It's really, it's really miserable as a match going fan to just have the game stop and start so many times and to feel like you can't even celebrate a goal anymore because you're just waiting for it to be ruled out. Even think from the armchair as well. It's kind of like meh, you know. I'm sort of what sat here watching, and it's it's all right, but yeah, but it's not quite that sort of same because you because when you're in the stadium and mm. you want to be part of that whole thing is you want to be able to celebrate with everyone and you want to have that moment of euphoria. because the thing is, for most teams, most football teams don't win stuff. So what we have is those moments where we all kind of leap together as one to celebrate a goal even if we then lose the game or whatever you've had that moment and now we don't even have that come game's gone the game has gone yet here we are talking about Hoybier why do you hate him so much I just think he just doesn't concentrate it really irritates me I think that's what it is most of all that's like a weird new criticism of him actually that's all I can put it down to because sometimes he just he will have the ball and he can do good things with it. We've seen him do good things, you know, Marseille away, for example. But other times, he just sort of gets too panicked. He will receive the ball and then just just kick it. He just kicks it to somewhere, to out into a part of the pitch. I think, what are you doing? Like you're playing, you're playing football like a primary school kid. Like it's maybe know. that's why I don't hate him because I'm like, oh, that would be me out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Take it away. <laughs> and then shout at someone else when, uh, Obviously. when it fucks up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you. Oh, you see my parenting style. <laughs> Is uh, well, we had we had a nice precursor to Tottenham Hotspur versus Manchester City away yesterday. Um, Dear God. Seven nil. Seven nil. What happened there? You know? um, right. Number one. Um, Bunny Shaw does not respect the Peter Crouch rule. Of where if you're a foot taller than everybody else, you shouldn't also be good at football. That's not really fair. So she scored a hat trick after like 30 minutes. Unacceptable. Superb. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, um, Lauren Hemp's really good. So we're just not really going to mark her. And then because four teams at the top of the table, like hoard all of the players. So they were like, oh, okay. So now we're just going to bring on like Mary Fowler. Um. And there's nothing you can do about it. So essentially, that's what happened. It was pretty bleak. Pretty bleak. It's sort of similar, similar fortunes to to the men's team this year, isn't it? Like I think didn't 
women's team started really well. Everything started to look promising, and then it's kind of the past few weeks. Yeah, it's hit, not been as bad. A, we've had a, a yeah, we've not we've drawn the last three games, which we shouldn't have done, and we've now got a couple of injuries in key positions. So, and now the, the future's looking slightly wobbly. I think we'll be fine. I think, like again, we've got a superb manager, and he needs a few more transfer windows and I mean this is the one with the women's team that's where I do very much get like spend some fucking money because it's not that much money and you just have to go out there and do it basically it... so if they don't spend I will be furious is maybe Ash... that's just where I sort of channel all of my like enic rage is Ash Neville still like head and shoulders our best player no, she's not anymore. She's got, like, we've got some other players who are just as good as her, which oh, shit. is really when, nice. When did we sign Drew Spence? She... I've just seen that we've got Drew Spence. Drew Spence? Yeah. Like two seasons ago. What? <laughs> she's a funny one. She's um, very up and down, um, as sort of befits someone who came from Chelsea to at the sort of end. Like, she's at the end of her career, yeah, yeah. basically. It's very much kind of early two early 2000s men's team vibes with some of the players but we seem to be moving on from that bit she, she is still she very good Gus Poyet. is that kind of i yeah i mean i would have actually said that about her but i actually think she's a lot better and it's been noticeable the last couple of games she's been out and our control in midfield has definitely diminished so i think there's still a lot more to that we could get out of her um but it is we're sort of in that weird transition period basically where we're we're very we're trying to put a really good team together i think we're trying to put a good squad together but we're so far off the top like we've stopped scoring because we just we don't have players who can put away like difficult chances mm. i mean we will do when beth england comes back and that's going to make a massive difference but we need to be much more fluid. And if they if the moves break down, we can't score. Whereas if you're like a Man City or a Chelsea, like it doesn't matter if the moves break down because you've got like amazing players who can just put away ridiculously difficult chances. So that's like the gap is so big. I think yesterday was was very much like, this is the difference, unfortunately, between... I mean, yeah, just like looking at Chelsea's team now, you're like, that is mental. <laughs> like, they yeah, are... but it's not even their team, it's their squad. Like, it, yeah. you know, I know it's annoying because as a club, we took so long to get on board with the women's team. So that's, you know, that's on the club. But at the same time... Not as long as United, so, you know, we've, we've at least got that. Yeah, but not as long as United, but then they've managed to somehow build this really good team because they've probably spent more money and I, maybe their academy's better. I don't know, probably. So it feels like we, we've let things kind of slide a bit more than it that we should have done. But also there's just, the, like, honest to God, the hoarding of resources in the women's game is really unacceptable. So it's not all kind of, oh, sweetness and light and everything's fine. Over well, no, because all, all those, like, legacy teams like Doncaster Bells and everything all got royally fucked over, didn't they, as well? Yeah, like, when... and, like, Reading have been relegated and they've had, they had a really yeah. strong women's team for years. So it's just, yeah, it's just, it's Chelsea, Arsenal, City, it's just the same old names, basically. Spoiling the party for everybody. Just, do you know what I mean? I'm just bored of it. Let someone else, like... I know, there's no escape. There's literally no escape. It's shit, isn't it? And then we've got the men's team. We've got Manchester City this weekend. Is cool, it, cool, cool. Can't wait. Is it a free hit or, you know? Yeah, man. I honestly, because I know people say, oh, we, you know, we beat City, but we don't usually beat them there. No, and I mean, 
We've done it a few times, but not. We're not... It's mostly been at home. Let's be honest. We're not going to do the it magic this time, are we? Right. We're not going to do it, man. They're too. Is they're too negative? strong. I don't know. Are we no, I think that? it's. I think it's all right. Like sometimes you just have to accept where you are in a situation. We're in like a bad moment, right? And it's not. Given that we're losing, it's nowhere near as bad as it could be. Like, you and I, like, fell out over Conte, right? Because I, like, <laughs> kept on defending him. And you were like, if I can give it up, Rosa, this is pathetic. And I was like, no, it isn't. And then eventually, he was, Conte was like, well, fuck you all anyway. But I was very much like a when it clicks, FC. Yeah. But looking back now, that was a, that was a tough time, man. It was a tough time. And this isn't when it clicks, is it? No, this it, is, I feel like it has it. clicked. It has clicked. We're doing it. We just, we genuinely don't have the players right now. We've had too many muscles and joints and things clicking. That's the that's the type of clicking exactly, we've wrong. Exactly, see? nicely done. Uh, you know, you know. Yeah. So you know, I just think it's we're in a we're in a bad moment that somehow doesn't feel that bad, and. The last team you want to play is City, but at least, yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. To me, like four, okay, like four losses on the bounce will be bad, but that's. I honest, I honestly, I trust Ange so much. Like I completely trust him to like get everybody through this, to keep the players motivated, to keep the club together, to keep the fans on side, and I think that's that's all we can ask really at the moment. I know, I know, I know it's bad, but it also, right now, it kind of, it also musters that feeling of like, well, if it keeps City <laughs> catching up on Arsenal. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. This is it. We don't, People you know are really what? angry exactly. when you say this, but it's we don't, like, doesn't we don't everyone feel them. this way, you know? They obviously do. Like, it's crazy not to. You have to. Like, yeah. I don't want to see them ever win the league ever again. I've seen it enough times in my life. I've seen them do it at fucking White Hart Lane. I never, ever, never ever happens. want to see never them happens. Don't know what do you it mean. again. I would, I would love it if for the rest of my life they're caught in this spiral of getting close and thinking they've done it and taking pictures with clocks in their fucking dressing room and then not doing it. And they, they have the temerity to start talking about us bottling it already. What they think we're all going to forget last year already. You know? But there's nothing you can do with them. There's just they honest, honestly, they move like reality is irrelevant. And like I've said, I've said this before. In a way, I admire it. I think it helps them. It just like whatever's happened, like it, like it never happened last year for them. Didn't happen. I mean, Stalin FC, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Like, yes. Getting all political, aren't we? Like, we really like are. It's really so. Like, how's how's that happened with you and me? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would, uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, we're, look, we're pro city. It doesn't you, matter. You're not going to be, all. you're not going to be upset, are you? Like if, if Spurs do win at Manchester City, quite obviously. But it is one of those where if Arsenal somehow, who have they got this weekend? I don't know. Don't care. If they draw or manage Burnley to lose. At home. Yeah, it always is, isn't it? It always <laughs> is something like that for them. Um, But if, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, it's a free hit. Nothing, you know, whatever happens. Where do you matter? I mean, I guess just in towards the end of this race, what what are you hoping for from this season where we are, where we are right now? Because it does feel bleak, but we do have to keep reminding ourselves in a couple of months time, touch wood, 
We are going to have Romero and Van de Ven back alongside one another. We're going to have Porro and a doggy either side of them. We're going to have Basuma, Bentancur, Madison, Kulusevski, Sonny, maybe not Richarlison, but Brennan Johnson <laughs> playing. Yeah, it'll be Brennan. You, I think that's going to look amazing. It's going to be you know. like unbelievable. It's actually yeah. going to be unbelievable. The team is going to be brilliant. Um, FA Cup, maybe? Maybe, but to be honest with you, I think what's made me really sort of what's been the hardest thing like in this moment just uh, such a kind of football person thing to say isn't it in this moment but what's been really hard is just like not watching the players that we've that we love watching yeah. like it's so shit that madison isn't there that, oh, to, to watch every week because so he's such unbearable. a joy like we should be watching that that's what we want like we're you know we're spurs fans and we have won things obviously but we haven't won a lot of things so we don't, that's not what we're about so much. We're about like watching amazing footballers play amazing football. And we've been really robbed of that. And I think, so that's all, that's all I'm thinking about right now. I want Madison to come back so I can watch him do all the crazy cool stuff that he does. I want Mickey van der Ven to come back so I can watch him give an attacker, you know, like a 10 meter head start and be like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got you. He you literally know, doesn't just, give a shit, does he? He you know? doesn't. He's a horse. But like horse with like amazing like vision and positioning as well and skill. Oh. I don't, like we've got incredible players and we have been robbed of the chance to watch them. And that's really, you know. It's, look, it's, it's back to where we started. It's not fair. It just it's isn't fair. It's not fair. I want right. my toys back. Exactly. Give it to now. I just want to <laughs> win. I just want to win. It's such a good feeling when we win. I think that's part of it, isn't it? We'd forgotten what it it's was well like good. to watch amazing football and to win. It's well win good. Like, it's well good. That's all we want. And so to have it taken away feels really cruel. Seeing all those, you know, the compilations that the club release after chucking darts into opposition fans and all that. It's fun when we were the ones doing that, isn't it? I know. It's not so fun when the, Aston, match the day. when the Aston Villa account is saying three-point lane and we get all... Oh, Weety about it. Oh, that's not very professional, is it? You know, like, it's, uh, it's getting oh. mad at some child running oh, yeah. their Twitter account. <laughs> I love being a hypocrite. I really do. <laughs> that is what football is all about, though. It's absolutely class, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you for thank you for jumping on today, Rosa. Um, no problem. It's been a delight. And where can everyone look? I'll let you do it. You, you've, you've managed to get in a few plugs already, all right? I don't of think course. I've noticed. That's, that's, but that's where, how you know I'm getting good at this. I've, you know, I've, I've been listening to you for long enough. Where can we listen? When can we, like, where, when, why can we listen to Hometown Glory? Let us know. Um, you can listen to Hometown Glory. Um, hopefully, we'll be recording tonight, actually. So, fingers crossed, there'll be one tomorrow. Um, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, and you can find Hometown Glory on Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter. Um, don't follow me if you don't like political content. So just 
Fair warning.